As somebody who used to be plagued with chronic money worry and anxiety, let me ask you a question. What would it be like to live a life where you're just not worried about money? In order to get here, we need to understand the energetics and the emotions that we hold towards money that are developed in a young age. It's coming up on this episode of the Authentic Success Podcast. Do you ever feel like you were made for more and you just don't know what this looks like yet? My name is Jordan Ulrich, and I've made it my mission to help people just like you align with your inner genius, lead a fulfilling life on your terms, and facilitate true transformation from the inside out. Authentic Success is here to challenge you, inspire you, and bring you actionable strategies for stepping into the highest version of yourself from some of the world's greatest minds. You were put here with a unique purpose. It's time that we discover it and bring it to life. This is the Authentic Success Podcast. Beautiful. So thank you so much, everybody, and welcome back to Authentic Success. Uh, my guest today is someone whose energy is uh, incredibly contagious because every time I watch one of her YouTube videos, I leave feeling like a brand new person. Uh, her work involves teaching carefully a cultivated blend of law of attraction, emotional freedom techniques, mindset work, and incorporating vision boards, which I'm so excited to talk about. So please welcome Melanie Moore. Melanie, thank you so much. I am so very grateful to have you here, and thank you for your time. Hi, Jordan. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really honored and grateful to be here. There are so many things that I'd love to ask you about today, but one of them really is, is money and more specifically how people can learn to tap and work with their emotions uh, to create, not just create more of it, but keep more of it in their lives because they're two very different things. Um, mm. But I know that you had a lengthy career like in the, in the corporate world. So like what landed you into like what you do now? Um. Okay, right. Where shall I start? So yes, I um, started off my working life um, as a journalist, and then I then moved into IT recruitment, headhunting in London, in the city, and then um, then I got married, had children, and then I think when when you do have children, you're a dad yourself. I think you have big shifts. You, your priorities change. And I think I had a spiritual awakening of sorts as well. When um, I was pregnant with my son, I really got into yoga and um, um, visualization. That was when I first got into visualization. And, um, and I remember listening to this CD when I was in my last trimester. It was a vis- visualizing your dream birth. And, and it's incredible because I did end up just having, I remember listening to the CD every day, you know, just visualize everything like jelly and blah, blah, blah. And, and I just listened to it and I did, I ended up having an incredible experience. And that was my, and I, I think that whole experience just did something to me. I then went on to become a Reiki practitioner. And after my daughter was born, I became an EFT practitioner as well. So um, I was massively um, interested in energy work. It helped me so much with, um, with pregnancy, with childbirth and, and, and moving from the corporate world into becoming a business owner as well. So, so yeah, then I started doing vision board workshops and working one-to-one with clients. And, and it's funny how kind of it all came together because I then kind of had this aha moment where um, my business tapping into your big vision was born, where I realized it wasn't just, you know, having the vision and manifesting the big goals. It was, um, managing your emotions as well, getting really, um, really um, clear on 
clearing your energy as well. So it was, it was, it was a lots of things going on in my life at the time. And, and then you talk about, you know, money, where does money come into all this? Um, you know, money is such an emotive topic when you don't have enough of it. It makes you feel anxious and worried, keeps you awake at night and literally can cause physical illness in your body when you don't have enough of it. But when, when it's flowing and you're feeling abundant and, um, you know, it's just a feeling of safety and security and um, just everything feels better when you, you feel safe. I think when ultimately when, 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 when the money is flowing and there is a big, you know, when, so when you don't have money, you don't feel safe. And when you do have it, you feel safe. And that's, these are feelings. These are emotions. They're very, very real. And, and then when I kind of, it was like, again, I was doing all this tapping and I was like, I suddenly realized that money could shift the way I felt about money, you know, just tapping literally could shift my feelings. And I remember one particular incident, I've shared this, you know, before, and this was um, probably at the beginning of my kind of business journey, you know, as an entrepreneur and also a mom as well, I'd given up the corporate career. Lots of times I felt quite anxious about money. And I remember standing at an ATM machine, being too scared to look at my bank balance. I just, you know, and I felt just anxious. And I think, oh, I felt anxious. Maybe tapping will help with the anxiety. I remember standing at the ATM machine, just, just tapping, you know, I could feel feeling calm now. I choose to feel relaxed, you know, whatever um, happens, I can deal with this and just telling myself a different story. And then, you know, I checked my account details and next I had, you know, about 500 pounds more than I thought I had. And <laughs> who knows? Who knows? It was probably already there anyway, but it felt like a miracle at the moment. And, and that's when I kind of started with it. And then I just continue to experiment just as I do with tapping all the time. Now I just continue to experiment with how it can help. And it always makes me feel better, which ultimately means, you know, it's doing something, it's shifting something within me, but yeah, really happy to explore this, you know, conversation further. It's one of my favorite things talking about um, manifesting money. <laughs> it's so beautiful because it is, I mean, it's such an energetic block when, when we're scared to look at money, right? Imagine money's a friend or, or money's a person that comes into your house and you're like, oh, whoa, uh, hang on, you know, uh, don't come near me. Uh, I don't want to look at you. Please don't leave, obviously, because I'd feel really anxious. But uh, and it's like, if there's a person, you know, how would this make them feel? Um, and really, you know, one of the first steps being like, no matter where someone is financially, like being okay with that being a very, very powerful step in the right direction, because as soon as you change that emotional uh, relationship to money, you know, the, the outer circumstance can change very, very quickly. Um, what was it that, that led you of all the modalities that people can use to change, you know, you mentioned story, right? Like money is something where we do have a story that we tell ourselves, right? And it's an internal dialogue that's running below the seat of consciousness. And so everybody consciously wants more money, but what is it about tapping that, that lets people shift so quickly 
um, in creating more money and in changing, you know, first and foremost, even maybe before the money is created, like changing the emotional signature that we have about money and what is tapping doing like in the body, you know, because money fear is not just in the mind, right? It literally makes its way into your body. Um, but why is it so important for somebody to clear the energy that they have around it so that they can start to create a bit of space and actually start to give money like a safe place to come in? Well, if we, um, you know, if we kind of talk about the basics of law of attraction for a minute, um, you know, we we heard the term that like attracts life, but like and our thoughts become things. Um, but really, it's our energy and our vibration. And if it's kind of one of fear, of lack, of worry, that's kind of what we attract back to us. And and with tapping, you can literally go from fear and worry to calm in in not the, you know like five minutes, just a quick yeah. round of tapping. You know, it's not going to miraculously deposit a million dollars in the <laughs> bank you know I wish it did but um but from that place of calm we we get clarity we we can see solutions that we might not have seen before we could think oh maybe I could do this or maybe um you know this is when ideas come um and you know the word inspiration um has its root in being within spirit And it's like when spirit downloads an idea or a suggestion or a, have you thought about this? But you can only get inspired when you've cleared your energy. You're not going to get inspired from a place of fear or worry or anxiety, but you will get inspiration from a place of calm. And if you, you know, talk in terms of the emotional guidance scale, I either I often refer to either Esther Hicks's emotional guidance scale Mm. or David Hawkins scale of consciousness. Um, when we kind of move into a place of, um, let's say, calm or appreciation or even hopefulness, um, this is when we get the ideas. And this is when, you know, literally kind of miracles can happen. Nice. So um, I have, you know, lots of different tapping videos, some on YouTube, some, you know, in my members community, some in my program, Tapping Into Abundance. And um and one of these videos is tapping for money out of the blue. And I can't tell you the number of times people have literally tapped on, I'm open to receiving money out of the blue today because it's a, you've interrupted the thought pattern of I'm broke. How am I going to pay my bills? Yes. I can't see where the next you know pound or dollar is going to come from. My bank account is zero. When you're telling that story, it's like the universe is like, Okay, that's your reality. But when you tell yourself the story of, you know, I'm open to receiving money out of the blue today. Um, I know that abundance is all around me. Um, and, and I love hearing these stories of people say, you never guess what. I just discovered um, I had an old bank account that's 10 years old in my former name before I got married. And it's got 1500 pounds in it. Or I got this check out the blue. And, and, and even now when I hear it, it's just like, this is just crazy but I hear it all the time and 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 I guess I had my first experience of this have you have I told you about my have you heard about my who wants to be a millionaire story yes I have but I would love for you to talk about it because it's amazing (laughs) so this was the first time I consciously manifested um a windfall of money and and it came from telling myself the story that I'm open to receiving money out of the blue and at the time, I was quite into cosmic ordering, and people don't talk about cosmic ordering so much these days. No, but, but it is an interesting topic. 
Yeah. And I, and I was, and I think it was kind of from the secret as well. I literally put a request to the universe. I'm happy, ready and open to receive £20,000 from any source, literally. And I, I wrote it on a piece of paper and as I was instructed to do and just didn't think about it. But here's the interesting thing. I worked very near the studios where Who Wants to Be a Million, Millionaire in the UK um, is filmed. And as I drove past the studios every day, I imagined being on the show. I visualized it. I could see it. I could feel, feel it in my body. This is how we attract the feeling. I literally felt what it would feel like to be on the show. I visualized very easily. And I must have done this for several months. Um, and then I kind of got thinking, well, how do I get on the show? So I applied to be a contestant. And, you know, to cut a long story short, I got on the show and the amount of money I won was £20,000, which was the same amount that I put on that piece of paper. And I didn't tell anyone that story for a long time, even, you know, my ex-husband at the time. I, I thought this is too crazy. But knowing what I know now, I 100% know that I manifested that whole experience because I was so specific. Um, I visualized every detail of it. And, and although I didn't tap at the time, I was telling myself this story in my head that um, I'm open to, I'm open to this happening. I'm open to this, you know, this vision becoming a reality. For me, it was just, it was just going to happen. And, um, but the, but, but I also often talk about goals as well, you know, so when we do want to manifest money into our lives, I will always say, be specific, you know, what do you want? Um, when do you want it by and what do you want it for? And my big reason I wanted the money then was so that I could resign from my job and stay at home with my two children and start my own business. And I thought £20,000 is just the perfect amount of money to have that kind of safety net to start my own business. Of course. I, yeah. So I was very specific. And now I like to talk more in terms of monthly income goals that are linked to the big vision. What does the big vision for your life look like? Where are you living? What car are you driving? You know, even how many times a week do you want to eat out? Where do you want your kids to go to school and education fees and all of that thing? And but but don't hold back. You know, what um, does that big vision lifestyle look like? How much is it going to cost you? And then um, make that your income goal. So, yeah, that's why I have. I have a couple of tapping videos on YouTube, one for 5K months and one for 50K months. People keep, saying to, me, oh, you, <laughs> people keep saying to me, you need to do something in between. There's quite a big gap. So it is coming. I'm going to do a, I'm going to do a 10K one. I love it. The uh, exactly what you said about and, and speaking on the topic of law of attraction, I think so many people got this misconstrued idea, right? Because there is such a difference between thinking and feeling, right? Because it's one thing for us to think a, a thought in the conscious mind it's another thing for it to bypass the analytical mind and make it into the body and make it into the unconscious mind but uh what is uh, i mean visualization is i mean uh such an unbelievable topic because not only you know when people hear about it they think like oh it's this 
you know, it's this weird thing and, and there's not a lot of talk around the reasons why it's actually working. But if you look at some of the science, I mean, the scientific studies behind visualization where people are, one test group is actively playing the piano, the other one is visualizing playing the scales and they're within, you know, very small percentages of each other in the efficacy of the students that are actually facilitating it, you know, after the week of either mental rehearsal or, or physical rehearsal. But exactly what you said about not just thinking it would be cool to be on who wants to be a millionaire but really like embodying the feeling like getting it into your body's energy system so that it starts to drive your body to do the weirdest things like going well okay you know what would it actually take for me to make it onto who wants to be a millionaire and I love that it was a specific amount of money because it's simple to say I want more money and then you find 10 cents on the ground and it's like, well, there you, there's more money, right? So vague requests, you know, the collective or the infinite intelligence or whatever we would like to call it is always giving us what we request. But if it's not a specific ask, right? And I think that people are maybe afraid to ask sometimes they want something big, but deep down there's, you know, many layers of like, I don't deserve it. Nobody in my family's ever done this. Um, I want to ask you about vision boards because I heard a very powerful thing. Uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza said that uh, if you, your conscious mind, if you see something often enough, your subconscious mind will draw the roadmap. Right. And, and if you see what you want, you will get what you see. So what is like the incorporation of vision boards into your, into your practice? Because I find it, I mean, I think it's a necessary thing that everybody should have in their bathroom or their bedroom or, or something to continually remind them, especially in the low periods of life that everybody experiences the bigger picture of what they're really going for. Cause it's easy to get trapped, you know, two screaming kids middle of the night and, and you just, all you want to do is go to sleep. But it's easy when you look at a picture or set of pictures of things that you want um, and, and letting your brain over time, bring you there through drawing the roadmap and not necessarily having to know how it's all going to happen up front, but what is the process of, you know, using vision boards and incorporating it with the different modalities that you use with people? And obviously I'm sure, you know, with yourself. Yeah. Well, um, I think it was Stephen Covey who actually said in seven habits of highly successful people that you've got to start with the end in mind. You've got yes. to know where you're headed. Otherwise you just go around in circles. It's like, you know, you're setting off on a trip, you put the destination on the sat nav. Um, and and yeah, and for me, I've, I, li I like to think of the, the vision as having four pillars. And these are the pillars of abundance, you know, and this is like, how much money do you want to make? Um, um, it relates to your work and success. So the pillar of abundance, then you have um, health, obviously good health is essential. You know, what does a vibrant, healthy lifestyle for you look like? Um then we've got environment. So that's your home. That's where you go on holiday, even the car you drive. And, um, and then it's relationships. It's, you know, it's no point having all of that if, if nobody right. likes you. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we want to have good relationships in our life as well. So, so these are the four pillars. But I think the, the abundance piece, it kind of, it underpins all of that because, yeah, you, you know, you mentioned about worthy and deserving or feeling guilty about wanting more and should I just be satisfied with you know what I've got when so many people have you know things so much worse than me um 
and and I think yeah these are the stories that can kind of um keep us stuck but but I think once we get really clear and and I think we have to go a bit deeper sometimes it's not just what we think we want in our rational head but what do our heart what does our heart truly desire in this lifetime in terms of dream home in terms of dream relationships um all of that and and then and then craft that vision you know some people have a hard time and I've had people come to my workshops in the past and they literally sit there and just don't know what to put on the paper but you put a pen in their hand and get them to write out the vision they can do that and both are just as powerful and I kind of recommend doing both because writing out the vision is um you know just lovely but but I'm quite visual so I do like to see it on paper as well or on you know on a card you know I've got several I've got several down here in my office um so yeah and when you have the vision um you know and it's not just about then sitting back and watching Netflix and waiting for the stuff to just happen um we've got to take the action as well it's just like who wants to be a millionaire I had to apply to go online I then had to go for auditions it you know it was quite a lot of hoops I had to go through in order to make it happen but it did and and that's and 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 I almost think kind of the bigger the vision there's kind of uncomfortable things that we have to do like get out of our own way you know if you are a business owner it's becoming more visible it's letting go of what other people think of you when you are putting yourself out there in the world and yeah there's kind of obstacles to overcome but but I think the bigger the vision, um, you know, it's exciting to to do the work. And, and it's like with any big journey, like, say, if you're hailing on a big, long road trip, um, there, there may well be more obstacles. You may have to go on a little detour or you may have to, you know, hit a dead end. And flat tire. Yeah, flat tire. You may have to, you might have to buy a whole new car and... And continue on the journey but if you've got that destination you will get there and I think it's it's enjoying the journey as well and this is where I think the tapping really really helps that um because life happens um you know back in the summer and you know you might, might be able to I really apologize if you can hear the background but um I've got you know elderly parents and um I unexpectedly had to move them into my house um which was really was not on my vision board can I tell you that and um and but it's kind of just one of these things that life kind of throws at you and and I've had to use tapping to kind of help manage my stress levels this time with having teenagers you know and elderly parents in the house um things things just happen your car breaks down or you know your computer I've had you know technical issues tonight (laughs) and and yeah and the the tapping for me helps every single day just to get my vibe back up again. And sometimes you can have a bad day, which leads on to a bad second day. But I think my self-awareness has got to a point now where I know that, you know, beyond two days, I just need to, you know, interrupt that pattern, tell myself a new story. But left, and I think it's Jade Spencer, you mentioned him earlier, who says that, you know, a mood that, is just left unchecked becomes um, your temperament. Leave that for months on end. It becomes your personal personality. Leave that for a long, long time. It becomes your personal reality. It becomes your identity that you are a miserable person. Of course. But, um, 
but we're not. And we have that whole range of human emotions. Um, we have many throughout the day. And it's just recognizing that, clearing it, moving on and taking action steps. Right. What do I do next? What's my next step to move on to the to the next step of my journey? What is it about? Uh, yes. And, and creating, I mean, you know, and he also talks about like, you know, why are you this way? Well, this thing happened to me this many years ago, or, or this mm. person said this thing to me. So I'm in a mood and, and I've been in a mood for a few days. But um, when you talk about interrupting a pattern, right, if, if we think 60 to 70,000 thoughts a day, and, and, you know, over 90% of them are the same ones we had yesterday, right, and they're running uh, our, our, the roommate that we have upstairs is like, just hits the play button in the morning and we fall into this cyclical trap. Um, now when you talk about something like the law, whether this is the law of vibration, the law of attraction, and we talk about tapping a lot of times when we're using EFT, we're using tapping and we're actually stating negative statements. Somebody would say, well, why would I do that if I'm supposed to think positive, right? And it's like, well, you know, if you're going to mop the floor, are you only going to mop the clean spots or are you going to go over and, and clean the whole entire thing? Um, when we use tapping to, to, you know, cleanse on an energetic level and start to bring in more money and start to keep more money and not feel so terrified when it comes in, uh, what is it that's so powerful about using actually stating how we truly feel to interrupt the pattern to maybe drop that level of, you know, us believing it to actually be true. Um, why is it so important? Like when we're using a modality like tapping to actually go, you know, to shine the light in the dark place and go to somewhere that, that might seem very, very counterintuitive. Somebody might think, well, if I want to make more money, why should I talk about, you know, how, how incredibly you know broke or, or scarce I feel? Well, EFT um, stands for emotional freedom technique. And because we do have these feelings that are just stuck in our body. And most of us human beings, we want to move away from pain and towards pleasure. We, we don't want to, we don't want to feel the pain. So we do things like we numb it. We, you know, drink alcohol, we watch TV, we, you know, distract ourselves from feeling the feeling but, you know, there is that, you know, the age old saying, you've got to feel it to heal it. So, mm-hmm. and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of um, David Hawkins work as well. And, you know, his book, Letting Go, it talks about the process of letting go and tapping with the letting go process is mm-hmm. phenomenal um, because you are literally with the letting go process, you're encouraged to sit with the feeling, whether that's grief, shame, you know, worry, you sit with it and you just literally feel it. And, and this is what the first part of tapping does. It brings that buried emotion up to the surface because, you know, when we, we can go deeper here, if we talk about disease, you know, ailments that we may have and, um, you know, we can look at Louise Hay and um, John Sarno, we talk about actually physical disease is repressed emotion that stays trapped in the body. And, you know, it's been proven that, um, and, you know, we know that stress is the, the root of, you know, most illnesses. Um, and some of this is trauma from years ago. But, um, but, but when it stays lodged in the body, um, it's going to cause an imbalance in the body. And this is what tapping does. We want to bring it up and out because 
you know, when I first um, trained as an EFT practitioner, one of the events that I was asked to work on, in fact, I, I bought it, you know, as a case study working on myself was as um, when I was three years old, um, you know, my mom's from Thailand. Um, I went and spent nine months with my family um, out in Thailand. So my mum had just had my brother and I kind of felt um, it was my earliest memory, kind of felt a bit abandoned and very homesick, you know, miss my parents. And, and I remember telling that story um, during my training and just had this huge emotional release, um, absolutely crying my eyes out, sobbing, literally like a three-year-old. And, and I'd known that whenever I told that story in the past, I got very emotional telling the story because that trauma was still in my body. But when I kind of brought it up and out and had this big emotional release, I can tell you that story now. The memory is still there, but there is no emotion left in my body because I'd healed it. So this is why it's really important um, in, you know, when we are tapping or when we're doing this work that we're bringing it up and out and we're not doing it to reinforce it. We are processing, we're healing and we are letting it go. And then we do the positive tapping and then we can bring on. And of course there are, you know, some rounds of tapping I do. It's just positive. It's like, you know, tapping for a great start to the day. It's like a emotional, you know, energetic cup of espresso where we literally tap just to feel good instantly. But um, when we're doing kind of some of the deeper work, yes, of course, we've got to bring it up and out and then um, and then tap in the, the reframe or the new story or the or the belief that it is we want to reinstall our um, our hardware with. <laughs> of course. Yeah. And and dis-ease, I mean, going all the way back to like uh, Neville Goddard's book, uh, yeah. Secret, right? The, the root cause of all disease is suppressed emotion. And so often those feelings are already there, right? I mean, like they're already there, but the, the habit that we have, and, and we're so good at treating things on a, on a surface level, right? It's like, if you're anxious, take this, if you yeah. have this pain, take this, but the emotion comes up. And the first response is like, Whoa, this way too uncomfortable. Let me push this down. Let me call my ex. Let me, you know, <laughs> have a drink. Let me do this. Let me smoke. Let me do all these things. Um, if the emotions there anyways, um, and it stays there long enough, it says, fine, if you don't want to pay attention to this, I'll just lodge myself in your body as back pain or digestive problems or headaches, chronic headaches or migraines or something like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and really when somebody rebalances their energy, they can be so healthy so fast. I mean, I'm sure you've seen where somebody has years of years of chronic pain and it's gone and it's gone in, in, it doesn't have to take you know, if we can be traumatized in, in a quarter of a second, why would it take 20 years of therapy to reverse it? Why can't we just, you know, why can't we just clear it? Um, what are some of like, because, you know, when we look at money being, being such an emotional subject, um, and I, I do really believe that it's not money is such a neutral energy. It doesn't have the ability to mess us up, but our feelings that we tie to it have a huge ability to mess us up if we don't deal with them. Um, when we talk about a belief and a belief coming from childhood programming, right? Um, what is a belief? Like, like when, when we say someone has, I have, you know, this client has a belief about money. Um, do you have a way that you'd like define what a belief actually is? 
Um, I guess really, I think um, one of the best descriptions is a belief. It's just a thought that you keep thinking over and over and over again. And um, it's just, a, and, and it's probably seeing, um, hearing it from your parents or grandparents or seeing physical evidence of, um, you know, say, for example, um, and I think this is a common one for a lot of people, that you have to work hard for your money. Um, I have, you know, physical um, evidence of that, seeing my parents work very hard for their money. They both worked um, for the health service. And in order to earn more money, they had to do more hours. And, and you know, if they worked weekends or holidays, they got double, triple pay. Um, and, you know, sometimes my mum would, you know, work at Christmas because, you know, you know, get even more money. Yeah. So for me, I... I heard it. I heard them say, you know, um, that, you know, you've got to work hard for your money. And you hear them say, you know, money doesn't grow in trees. And after I heard my parents say, well, you know, yeah, I would love you to have that, but we can't afford it. And, and there is kind of all these kind of feelings attached to it. So, so I, um, a couple of years ago, I did a tapping video for my members community. We decided to work on the belief that, um, and actually, it was using, I think it kind of was a Neville Goddard or Catherine Ponder affirmation. Um, it was, oh, um, yeah, large sums of money come to me easily, effortlessly and consistently in wonderful and fun oh. ways. And I thought, wouldn't that be a great belief? Sorry, my dog's just sunk to growl here. <laughs> <laughs> dogs, Zoom. Um um, and thought, wouldn't it be, you know, would that be a great new belief to have? So I created this video, large sums of money come to me, I'm just reading it because I have it as an affirmation on my wall, large sums of money come to me easily, effortlessly and consistently in wonderful and fun ways. And, and I, I started working this video myself. And then I had this sudden kind of like, it was a bit of a aha moment of my own. Um, because I've had many times in my life where large sums of money have come to me easily effortlessly in fun ways um you know who wants to be a millionaire was an example of this of course. But, um but you know actually I, I didn't say this earlier but when I was um in my late teens early 20s I um I was a model and I spent a few years you know having great fun earning lots of money <laughs> doing very little work and and I also remember at the time feeling incredibly guilty that I could make more money sometimes on one job than my parents earned combined in one month. And my parents were delighted. They thought it was fantastic. And I think at a subconscious level, I felt so guilty that I ended up sabotaging it. And, and, and the same thing I noticed a couple of years ago, wow. Every time that large sums of money have come to me, um, I couldn't spend it quick enough. Right. You know, it was almost right. like I had to get rid of it because I felt so guilty that it could come to me so easily. So that was a new layer for me to work on, letting go of the guilt of um, the money come to me easily and effortlessly and just allowing it, you know, just allowing it to come. So, yeah, it's so fascinating when we um, do the work and we kind of, and I think it's important to kind of notice how patterns and ha happen in our life as well. Because often we repeat patterns and yeah. we will keep repeating the pattern until we learn the lesson. 
Yes. So for me, uh, yeah. That was that was going to be the next thing that I was going to ask as you're talking about this is that maybe a, a big block that people have around creating more money. And if we go back to tribal, you know, very ancient times where if you did something against your tribe and it was something that um, mm. and it was something that was going against the grain and then you got ejected from it then your odds of survival became much lower. And because, you know, we have this crazy primitive brain that's wired for survival. Mm -hmm. uh, do you think that uh, something that holds people back from actually making those quantum leaps forward in their financial life is the guilt that if I do this, someone around me is going to see me differently. My dad who worked all these years and, and ended up with very little money or whatever it is, or my mom or, or my friends, do you think that's something that holds people back is that feeling of guilt that like, wow, why are all these people working so hard and they have barely enough. And here I am, you know, modeling Absolutely. or coaching or whatever it is. And, and so in order to maybe fit in again, this, these things are not conscious because the money comes in, you go, yes, it's here. But the unconscious goes, if we could just get rid of this as quick as we can to avoid you know, some sort of disruption in our relationships with people. It's the unconscious mind is so bizarre sometimes. It's so bizarre. <laughs> and absolutely, there is that. Because as human beings, we do want to fit in and we do worry what other people think. You know, um, if I am suddenly making lots and lots of money, you know, what am I, you know, people closest to me going to think, you know? So, yes, absolutely, 100% to all of that. And this is the ongoing work. Um, um, I'm really sorry about the dog. She's okay. <laughs> I'm about to go pick her up in a minute. But um, yeah, she or oh, she's she didn't like the sound of being picked up. Um, yeah, so you know, it is I, I, it is a work in progress, and I think when we recognise it, we can shift it. Um, and yeah, and, you know, I'm still doing the work, and then I get ahas and I get flashes. But here's the thing. Um, and again, this is through kind of neuroscience as well. And I've been really kind of interested in um, neuroplasticity and how the brain works, that it's not just a case of tapping once and, you know, done. And sometimes, yeah, money can come out of the blue. But in order to really hardwire a new story into the brain, you know, neuroscientists have, neuroscientists have said it takes about 68 days to hardwire a new story. And I would also say that it takes about that amount of time to visualize something to reality as well. It's, you know, it takes that consistent daily practice of visualization to, to rewire. So a combination of the vision and the tapping is super powerful. And I actually um, I trademarked um, a process, which is literally a combination of the two, guided visualization plus tapping. And, um, you know, I trademarked transformational neural technique, which is kind of like I didn't realize that afterwards the acronym is TNT, which is literally like dynamite. So it blasts through, um, you know, our belief systems and it literally is clearing out the stuff from the past so that we can clear the path and the vision of what we want to manifest into reality. So, so that's why some of my tapping videos on YouTube, I say, look, work with this video for 60, 30, 60, 90 days to literally tell yourself that new story, because it isn't just once and you're healed it's and and you know I you know I you know I I sometimes struggle myself with that consistency of right. you know doing it but I know that that is the secret to to the success when you 
do the work and you are committed and you are consistent, you will get the results. Yes. And it is, you know, tapping or hypnosis, any of these things, it's easy to say, I tried it and it didn't work. Right. I yes. tried visualization. Well, how long did mm-hmm. you try? Well, I did it for 10 minutes and, and, and then I fell yeah. back to my old patterns and why yeah, I tried it. It worked for a bit and um, yeah. Right. And it, yeah. It's just, yeah. So it's definitely, you know, consistency and, you know, and I think that's why tapping is so great when it comes to telling that new story and rewiring that neural pathway. I wanted to, I wanted to ask you about transformational neural technique because uh, as I was doing my research, I came across it and I, had no idea what it means. I still don't. But what is this framework? And I think it's also very remarkable that you have a framework that is your own, right? That is a unique process. But what is the process when somebody goes through this? Well, again, this has just been an evolution of my work because, you know, 10 years ago, when people came to me for a vision board workshop, I literally gave them a pile of magazines, scissors, a piece of cardboard, a glue stick, like, Go find some pictures you like. Go find your dream home, holidays. Yeah, just stick it on. That's all you have to do. And But then it evolved. And then I realized actually now when I take people through my vision boarding experience, it's now a three-day process that, you know, you're not even allowed anywhere near a pair of scissors until you get clear on what you want. So this is kind of the vision planning session. It's getting clear on your heart's desires. It's, you know, looking at what areas of your life do you want the most change to happen? And I will look at kind of short-term vision, short-term goals, you know, three to six months and to the bigger vision, you know, five-year vision, 10-year vision. Um, But then once you've created that vision, um, I take people then through, um, it's called the vision embodiment process, which is where the TNT comes in, where I literally take people through the guided visualization um, to live that vision in the now um, through guided, you know, visualization process. And then after that, um, to seal that in with EFT, with tapping. So it's kind of, it's like a whole process. So, you know, when I work with people one-to-one, they literally come to me specifically that they, you know, they want to manifest a soulmate or, or a new relationship. And yeah, we do some work on clearing the past as well, you know, clearing out the old stories, but then, you know, getting to craft the vision of what does an ideal day and ideal relationship look like and take them through the vision, but then also to tap into that vision. Um, but then they, once they have the recording, they then work with that for, you know, the magic number is 68 days. And I, I kind of allow a 90 day period for people to go through that process because obviously stuff happens and, you know, you forget to do it every day. So 90 days is a really good amount of time to make some, some really big changes in your life. So, so yeah, that's, you know, I've realized that's when I kind of dissect how I've manifested things in my life. um, I didn't realize that that was the process that I was using. And then I obviously kind of experimented on people and I thought, okay, right, this is the thing it's working. People are getting results. And but it takes, as I said earlier, it takes consistency. It takes commitment, commitment to the vision as well. Um, yeah. Well, and sometimes too, uh, when when people say, "Okay, I'm committed to it, I'm gonna do it," and and then things start to fall apart, and they're like, "Oh, well, this is just not what I asked for." 
But a lot of times those things start to fall off when, you know, it's almost like the universe will say, okay, well, if you're really serious about this, I'm going to give you something. And I want you to show me that, that you are serious about, about making the leap in your career or, um, you know, finding the new person by letting go of maybe someone that you no longer need. Uh, I think that is a beautiful process and, and really reiterating the consistency because so often we slip into a meditation or a visualization and then we come out and we're like, where is it? I, I visualize the money. I, I mean, check the bank account. No, I'm still stuck in scarcity. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, repetition over time, pruning the old synapses, building the new pathway that says, yes, it is safe to have this thing and, and um, driving. I love that you use pictures and vision boards because the unconscious mind is so receptive to pictures, uh, symbols, anything like that. Um, just before we go, I, I want to ask you if somebody out there is, and I know, I mean, this was what, <laughs> what led me to all this work, uh, was needing to learn to change, needing to learn how to not be so afraid. I mean, it's like, if, if I wasn't thinking about money, it's like, God, I'm thinking about it all the time. Things should probably be a little bit better than they are, right? And and needing to understand how to rewrite the unconscious story to stop living in this daily scarcity, uh, you know, this this fear state around money. If somebody is listening to this and they are truly struggling financially, which a lot of times, you know, everybody has ups and downs, uh, even at very high levels, people still experience fear, they still experience, uh, you know, uh, the glass ceiling, they think they can't get through. But if somebody's really, really struggling, you know, and and this has been a pattern that that has been repeating itself and money, they look to money as a quick fix, but it's not getting to the root of why, you know, why are things actually this way? So instead of putting the bandaid over the bullet hole with temporary cash, quick cash, and then broke again, and then more quick cash, um, what is something that somebody could do starting now, you know, and and commit to a period of time, what is something someone could do right now that is going to benefit them in starting to reframe, um, you know, and, and in starting to rewrite uh, their, it's starting to rewrite their money story or starting to move out of the scarcity. What is something, you know, that someone could do if they're like, no, you don't understand. I'm really, really broke. Um, You know, that they could do now to just start to loosen their grip on money a little bit. I think the first thing to do is to shine a light on the problem. Um, and, you know, this is practical stuff here. There's no tapping involved here. It's And this is a bit that most of us are afraid to do. And, and actually, even in, you know, um, tapping into abundance, um, one of the modules is actually getting super clear on your financial situation right now is looking, well, how much debt do I have? Um, it's opening up all those envelopes that you've been too scared to open. It's, um, you know, looking at your budget, looking at, you know, it's all the practical stuff around money that, you know, oh, I don't want to look at that. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, what do you have coming in? What do you have going out? You know, what subscriptions can you cancel? Who can you pick up the phone to today? And, you know, you know, I remember a few years ago, um, again, it was like around the time when I was kind of really, just and they said, okay, and I did all this. I kind of like right. I funnily enough, it's an old tapping video on my YouTube channel. I discovered the link between financial clutter and emotions, and I had 
literally where I'm sat here now, I had this filing cabinet under my desk and it was so um, uncomfortable for me to sit. Because I, I used to sit at an angle because my knees were bashing against this cabinet. One day I thought, this is ridiculous. Um, a lot of this paperwork's years old. Um, so I went through the filing cabinet and it had old... Um, credit card bills it had you know stuff related to a mortgage on a previous property and I didn't realize the amount of emotion there was tied up in all this there was so much guilt and shame over you know poor money decisions in the past um looking through old credit cards and say oh my god look at how much money I wasted in the past then I could see restaurant bills and you know expensive things that I bought and it's like and it was all locked up in this box. So I was tapping and shredding paperwork, decluttering all this stuff. And then I, you know, I did the work. Then I thought, okay, I rang up the mortgage company the next day and I managed to halve my mortgage payments just through one phone call. And it was like, I'm saving literally hundreds of pounds over the course of a year, thousands of pounds a year, just through one phone call. And, you know, this is just a practical thing. Because sometimes we get so paralyzed in fear, which, you know, it's like, you know, we have that phrase, like a deer caught in the headlights. They're so scared, they're frozen and they can't move. But when you move that fear and you take some action and you shine a light on the problem, you make some phone calls, you know, you you ring up your cable company and they give you a better deal. You ring up your mobile phone company, they give you a better deal. And and, you you know, you you can really start saving money instantly. And then it's like, OK set an income goal for yourself do you know yes. and I do this thing with a prosperity party um um actually this year I've only done it in my members community but um and it's literally five days to manifest um I call it five days to manifest 500 pounds or 500 dollars into your life because I believe you know we can create money out of the blue yes. um, and and I and I did this as a challenge for myself and I love to do this sometimes but okay I challenge myself to make an extra thousand pounds this week out of the blue and when we get super focused it's incredible how resourceful we become weird stuff happens but it comes from a a decision and a commitment and focus to you know to do it and yes tapping is involved um law of attractions involved and um and it's crazy how we can just start to take those small steps so yeah I would start thinking you know what I'm going to set the intention. I'm going to increase my income by 500 pounds a month, or I'm going to increase my income by a thousand. I'd set kind of incremental goals to begin with, rather than you know going to manifest winning the lottery. But yes, have that big, you know, the number of times people say to me, "Can I manifest? Can I tap to? Can, can you create a tapping video for me to win the lottery?" <laughs> and um, and my answer is that, well, what does that lottery winner's lifestyle look like for you? you know what are you going to do with a lottery win yes. and it's not the money you want it's the freedom it's the life you want to live in a certain place you want to drive a certain car put it on a vision board and start doing the work to create that life it might take you five years it might take you 10 um but the daily tapping is going to make sure that you stay in alignment and be happy every day on that journey towards the big vision and I have no doubt whatsoever that if people are willing to do the work me myself I'm on this journey too that within a short amount of time you will have that 
whatever the lottery winner's lifestyle looks like for you. And people, you know, some people would be really happy with little cottage in the woods and some people are going to want a Beverly Hills mansion. Everyone's going to have their vision of what this amazing life looks like. Some people, it's very simple. You know, if you want to grow vegetables and, you know, make cakes. Um, it's, you know, what does your heart want for this lifetime? What do you want that big vision to look like for you and your loved ones? and your relationships, all of the four pillars I talked about, and just go about getting to work and creating it. I love it so much. I am so incredibly grateful for this conversation because it is enlightening and empowering on so many levels. Um, If people want to get in touch with you, where do they do this? Um, I'm on Instagram, um, Facebook, um, always happy to receive um, DMs um, through my website, melanie at melaniemore.co.uk. You can find out um, all the ways in which, you know, you can work with me there. So, and obviously on YouTube as well, come and subscribe to my YouTube channel. There is, there's new videos released every week on possibly every topic you can imagine. <laughs> I'm also going to leave a link to a, uh, to a uh, tapping video that you did from James Wedmore's event uh, on clearing the belief that money is hard to make because that video did so many things for me. And, and I know in that video too, you talked about the period, you know, 21 to 67 days or longer uh, mm-hmm. to really form the new neural pathway. And it's like, well, people would say, Oh, that's too long. And it's like, well, is it worth it to invest 90 days of your life to never have to believe something to be true again? Exactly. exactly. So beautiful. Uh, last question I have for you, because I, I really do, uh, my messaging for people is authentic success because we chase success and so many people, they, they climb a corporate ladder and then 20 years down the road, they're like, God, I hate this. What am I doing? Uh, (laughs) what is success to you? I think success is doing, um, whatever you want, whenever you want with whoever you want. (laughs) Yes. A total state of freedom. I love it so much. Oh, this has been so much fun. Melanie, thank you again. I will leave uh, links to absolutely everything of yours down below. And I really hope that we can uh, re-engage and continue this conversation at a later date. Yeah, my pleasure. Really lovely to chat. Thank you for having me. Let me ask you a question. How often do you deal with things like stress, anxiety, fear, and negative emotion? Do you spend more time in a state of worry than you do a state of happiness, abundance, joy, and excitement? Negative emotions are something that come to all of us, but when they start to become a regular way of living and we don't have the tools to shift them quickly, they start to take a toll on the quality of our lives. The quality of our life is really the quality of the emotions that we feel on a day-to-day basis. If you want to learn how to create a rapid and lasting change in your emotional states, the Energy of Alignment program is a 30-day journey to learning to rewire your brain, access your body's energy, and hit the reset button on your nervous system so that you can start to live the life that you want and the life you deserve from the inside out. Go to jordanulrich.com forward slash alignment and start your journey of true, lasting transformation. I promise you, your future self will thank you for this many, many, many times over. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Authentic Success Podcast. If you've made it this far, it means you are not a dabbler and that you are someone who's truly committed to making a lasting change. If you like what you heard, please leave a rating, comment, or review as it helps me bring this message to more people that need it. If you want to go a step further, this is an invitation to grab a free copy of my book, Authentic Success, at jordanulrich.com forward slash success. Keep your energy up, keep moving forward even when it's scary, and I'll see you on the next episode.